0: The problem was I was allowing the world to say to me what is beautiful, Yeah. but I had to remember that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And it all determines on who that beholder is. Mm-hmm. So I say, it, I, I may not be his or their cup of tea, but mm-hmm. I am a cup of tea. Ooh, and, and we all like that. our cup yes. of tea and coffee a little different. Yeah.
1: You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His. Find out how these realities free you, today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her, I'm Erin Eddy. And I'm Lisa Morgan. How does our culture define the perfect woman? When you picture her, what does she look like? How does she act? And the question we all ask ourselves, how do we measure up? Today, we're talking with Grammy Award-nominated gospel singer, fashion designer, and author Kira Sheard about what it means to embrace and love yourself as you are, just like she did. She describes her journey in her book, Big, Bold, and Beautiful, Owning the Woman God Created You to Be.
2: Yes, we are so excited. We're hoping this conversation teaches us all to embrace ourselves as God made us without letting
1: the world's opinions stop us from seeing the beauty we all bring into the world. Join us in our conversation with Kira in this episode of God Hears Her. Kira, it's been so fun as we've been just getting ready to come on mic here. And I'm already impressed with the fact of how you punctuate your sentences with songs. You just kind of like break out into a melody.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) I love it. And, you know, I was telling Aaron, my husband does not like it when I do that at all. But could you just sing a little welcome for everybody listening right now? Just a tiny little bar. (laughs) Just a little hey. (laughs) Hey, y'all.
2: (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my gosh.
2: I just had chills just shoot up my spine. Me too. Like what? that. Hey, Molly, thank you, Holy Spirit, for that moment right there. <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> exactly you. like that. Exactly thank like you. that. Thank you. Oh my goodness. <sighs> We're so excited to have you on and just talk, just do real talk with you, girl. Like I'm just, we are such fans. We Mm. are such fans. Mm It's really fun. I'm a
0: fan. I I told you uh, Mm -hmm. before we started, I am a fan of God Hears Her, the devotional Mm -hmm. we've shared with my uh, mentorship program. And we're still taking pictures, sharing it with each other, posting it to our story. Because, I mean, as your mission is to reach to us while we're in the trenches of life, um, we're all being restored through scriptures, through um, stories that we can relate to. It, it's it's special when we can hear it from an adopted auntie from the other side of the earth or an adopted mm-hmm. sister from the other <laughs> side of the earth. So I'm a fan too. Thank you so much for this opportunity. I
1: love that. Thank you, Kira. And you know, I think one of the things you just hit it right on the nose is we need each other, and we yes. can feel so cut off as if God isn't listening, as if we're all alone, as if we're stuck. And there's yeah. something just in that phrase, God hears her, yeah. that woos us, doesn't it? It woos us forward.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because we don't say it all the time, but we serve an invisible God. Mm-hmm. He is a spirit. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we can be, um, we can feel like the physical is outweighing the spiritual. Mm-hmm. And to have books that are in the physical that says, no, he hears you. Yeah, That is a reassuring piece. And it's... Um, It's so necessary. It's necessary. Thank you. You know, speaking of books, you know, Erin and I, we just kind
1: of want to come right in here. We both have written memoirs, if you will. Mine's a million years ago and hers is like this last year or so. But what I'm really struck by with the book that you've released is your title. And so I want to ask you to go under the surface and unpack it one word at a time, your title of your book. And let me explain what I mean. Like, for instance, the title of my memoir... Mm-hmm. is the beauty of broken, my mm-hmm. story and likely yours too. Mm-hmm. And in it, I talk about, you know, all the breakage, you know, here I ran this yeah. mothering organization for 20 years. And guess what? I still come from an imperfect family.
0: Mm-hmm. And Erin,
1: the title of yours, unpack it for just a second, because we're setting the the stage here for Kira for your title. Yeah. So Erin, yeah. what's, mm-hmm. what's yours? It's called So Worth Loving. It's how mm-hmm. discovering your true value changes
2: everything. And I wrote that book out of all of my questions about self-worth because I struggled with it. So my book Mm -hmm. came from like a space of, just a lot of questions a lot of uncertainty of how god saw me and how Mm -hmm. he could truly love me and that i had value despite Mm -hmm. my past mistakes my relationship status my career choice if i was stripped of all of that would i be so this is why we're so excited because we're like Mm -hmm. we love book titles but we know that there's something so much deeper besides the marketing part of it right and so we i want to know like We both want to know, and I know everybody listening, uh, your book, your process, Mm -hmm. your journey. Mm -hmm. How did you get from where you are now to writing a book and being so just raw and vulnerable Mm -hmm. um, in
1: what you've written? Mm -hmm. Because your title is Big... bold Bold. and beautiful. Yeah. And I'm interested in all three of those words because likely you came to big out of something else and likely you came to bold out of something else and likely Mm -hmm. you arrived at beautiful out of something else. So, so can you take us back and let us look through that process, your journey with you there?
0: Absolutely. The cool thing about the God that we talk about and write about and pray to is the book was unintentional. I didn't just write a book. Like it was me journaling. It was me having a therapeutic process. And it was a divine way that the Lord has set this up. Like you said, it wasn't PR. It wasn't management that connected the dots. It was an opportunity that was in an email account that I hadn't been checking. And you know how we say something told me to check my email. <laughs> that was the Holy Spirit that redirected me to go check this email that you hadn't been checking oh for not just months, but for years. Oh, my. And there was um, the book offer there. And of course, they said, do you have a book to share? I ain't going to tell them no. <laughs> so I said, yes, I put my journaling together. So literally, Miss Elisa and Aaron, it, it's me connecting the dots mm. from me being broken. And the big is me being overweight and how I had to mm. embrace that. I had to come from mm. allowing society or the world to tell me what is beautiful. And I made that great I made great something great out of it Mm -hmm. um and then bold is when I said you know what I'm gonna be bold about what y'all say is ugly I'm about to show y'all how it really goes down this is how you own what you said was ugly but in heaven's eyes it's beautiful Mm -hmm. now that's not me being um lazy with accountability and being uh unhealthy but you have to start somewhere in order for you to realize that it is there Mm -hmm. in order for you to change it Mm -hmm. and then beautiful is then when I said you know what I accept the heaven's way of beauty Mm -hmm. because the world's way of beauty y'all keep changing first you said it was the smaller woman now you saying body positivity then you saying well it's the in between woman and it's like well which one and now you got all these surgeries that we all are you know thinking Mm -hmm. about and pondering with and I'll be honest I thought about a few of them myself because my Mm -hmm. if you allow me my my tush on the back it's a little flat I want a little bit more juice (laughs) but (laughs) But that's when I'm like, you know what? Because I'll begin chasing after something that is not obtainable, yes. but that is not designed for me to have. Mm-hmm. So that was longer mm. than what you gave, but yes. that's that's what's in this book and that's where the the foundation of it comes. That's what mm. I want
1: to know. And I'm hearing that they, there's Second. a progression, that there's the yeah. big grew into the bold, grew into the beautiful, you know. So I love that progression, Kira. And, you know, I I wonder if you can unpack a little bit more. So many of us, maybe at a season, but often for our whole lives, struggle with body image you know we look in the mirror and you know I, I grew up in the day this is gonna take some of our listeners way back and others are gonna go huh but you know i, I grew up in the day with the calvin <laughs> klein jeans we had to have a really flat butt you know oh. and i was like winning because i have no curves at all i mean if i got up here and showed you to be like poor thing hon. you know oh dear <laughs> You know, I mean, I used to kind of like look down the front of my shirt and go, have I reached puberty yet? Nope. You know, so it's just sad, you know, but all of us have Mm -hmm. gone through some Some kind of a, whether it's too much or too little or too much in the wrong place or too little or whatever, Mm -hmm. have gone through this. What's your journey on the body image thing been like?
0: My journey is to be honest Um, And I talk about it in the book. When I was in a relationship, I kept being cheated on. So I began comparing myself. There's a chapter where I say, stop comparing yourself to the other woman. And that revelation or that experience didn't just come from that relationship, but it came from me seeing that I was trying to pinpoint something with the other woman that I didn't have. And that made me feel less than. And so it began with the weight piece. So I'll be honest. I used to be over 300 pounds. All of my own, I had lost hundred pounds wow. and then when i lost all of the weight it, that wasn't good enough yes. because i was still chasing for the other woman what she mm. had she has that that ain't for you to have yeah and so I was looking at pictures of myself when I was smaller and I was like, I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy. And that's why the, the weight gain came back fast for me because I didn't appreciate what I had in the space that I was in. And Mm. as Paul said, it's okay to be content. Mm. And that's where I had to learn that part of that kingdom perspective or kingdom principle. So now I'm a curvy woman and I'm owning it. Like the other day, I'll be honest, a very transparent moment. My husband said, you need to go out on a, um, vacation because you haven't had a break, and mm-hmm. so we went to Universal Studios. I couldn't. It was one ride I couldn't get on. Oh, was yeah. I embarrassed at first? Yes, mm-hmm. but then I said, "But I'm not going to let that stop me from enjoying myself." Mm-hmm. And so I think that is the adventures through life that we have to see that every seat or every ride is not for you. Mm-hmm. But just because that one is not for you, that doesn't mean to stop your adventure. Oh, that's good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got on the other rides. I was negotiating with the ride. Um, I don't know what you call them, but, you know, the people uh-huh. that say, hey, you can get on now. <laughs> like it's a your conductor.
2: It's like the ride you... conductor or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm like talking to them like, hey, OK, do I get in row four or row three? Because I learned that they had accommodating seats. <sighs> So to answer your question, mm. though it was the weight journey, and it was then me feeling like I wasn't good enough for a man when it came to relationships because I was just connecting everything and putting it mm. all in one, one umbrella. When it was yeah. it was different compartments to it, mm. but th- the mm-hmm. problem was I was allowing the world to say to me what is beautiful. Yeah. But I had to remember that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. And it all determines on who that beholder is. Mm-hmm. So I say in the book. I, I may not be his or their cup of tea, but mm-hmm. I am a cup of tea. Ooh, and, and we all like that. our cup yes. of tea and coffee a little different, Yeah, you know. But it's I'm wonderful. owning it. It's beautiful.
2: I love mm. that. I love what you said. You said we chase the other – sometimes we chase the other woman. Mm. Yeah. Instead of being content with the woman that we are. and 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 we disrupt the thought pattern. Like we could go down – I mean, no pun intended, but maybe pun intended, but we could go on a roller coaster of (laughs) thoughts, you know, where it's like all of a sudden we're on this wild ride of comparing ourselves to the other woman. And I love that you're like, I'm learning to stop it. Yes. And I'm going to replace it with truth and let it just fall off like Rain-X on a windshield and move forward.
1: You know, what's hitting me, you guys, too, is that we might not really identify big In a clear definition, the way you have with our body, but I think every single woman has a feeling that she's too big in some way. You know, maybe it's our emotions, maybe it's our personality, maybe Mm. it's my depression, maybe it's my needs. You know, I'm too big, I'm too much, and Mm. I, you know, maybe it is our body type too. Maybe we are big and need to really embrace it and be bold and beautiful with it. But I love this this freedom that you're Mm -hmm. suggesting that we get into that bigness, whatever it is that we have that's big, inhabit it and see it really from God's perspective. This Mm -hmm. is a a part of who we are. And and he sees it, as you said, as, as beautiful.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And and Mm -hmm. you hit the nail on the head. Is that that phrase we say? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) exactly what you said. Mm -hmm. Your big may not be my big. It may be a big personality that, like you said, too many people can't handle. It may be the big nose. It may be the big feet. But the way I embrace the bold and the beautiful is that I changed my instead of it having a negative thing to it. I changed it and said, "Okay, you know what? I'm going to create something from this big you know how they say oh your misery is your ministry well it's not my misery anymore it's my ministry so Mm. now I have a clothing Mm. line that I've been blessed to do and it's 1160 and now I'm catering to curvy women I'm giving them more options so maybe you know you have an insecurity with your big feet design a shoe you never know what resources may come your way or the personality like my mom told me Kiera you have the gift of gab because I believe you're supposed to be doing public speaking (laughs) and well now that I'm you know I've written a book and now I'm doing and more interviews, and it all makes sense. Whereas before, and I still say it to this day, I'm tired of hearing myself talk. So, see what heaven is saying about those things that mm. the world says is ugly, and see why heaven is saying it's beautiful. Mm. So, I agree with you 100%. Mm. Mm. So good.
2: And when we come back, Kira will help us think through when it's time to let a friend go for a season or when to embrace someone and bring them into our inner circle.
1: That's coming up next on God Hears Her. If you're a fan of this podcast, sign up for our God Hears Her email newsletter and find even more inspiration and encouragement from women like you. These weekly emails are filled with stories you can relate to and other fun goodies that will brighten your walk with Jesus. Go to GodHearsHer.org and sign up today. That's GodHearsHer.org. O-R-G. Now back to the show. I'm also thinking now about how, how do we move from big to bold? What's that about? Can, can you help us see that transition? Yeah, yeah because I feel mm-hmm. like our head knows.
2: Mm-hmm. It's like connecting
1: our head to our heart and
2: the heart of the Father and yeah. and not being ashamed once we know. And like, like again, like we were talking about like rewiring. How mm-hmm. do we go from, from that to, to, bold. to bold? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think we go to the bold with having um, people around you. So I often say the village, and we've heard it before, the village is not just for the child, it's for the adult, too who is around you and in the book I talk about self-care and squad goals self-care yeah. it, it is you know having that moment alone and doing all of that good stuff but it's not just the, the bathtub with the candles next to it or just a <laughs> massage it is you being selective with your squad with your village who is behind you how are they building you up with words of affirmation maybe learning your love language is your love language words of affirmation so building those relationships upon that knowledge um, but even even just downloading and consulting with the Lord. Okay, Lord, help me to see who you're loving on me through. And usually those, because we find ourselves connecting. So I've been telling a lot of friends lately, I'm making a decision to build relationships, not off of my weaknesses, but off of my strengths. Because we can say, mm. oh, you struggle with that? I struggle with that too. Okay, let's be friends. And there's nothing wrong with that, but we get relaxed on the way of accountability so that we're growing away from the struggle, if you know what I mean. And so it's really now building relationships off of, um, assets more than we do liabilities. Ooh, and yeah. um, that is one thing yeah. that I've learned. And and then when you feel that, oh, I got a vibe with my crew and they make me, you know, they are pushing me into destiny. They're cheering me on because it, it's, it's really cool. And the Bible even talks about the blessing and covenant and in friendship and relationships. Mm-hmm. God didn't design us to be in the earth to just do it all along. Mm-hmm. Though there are some days where we have to, but I would say that that is what helped me to become bold. It was listening to, you know, once upon a time, y'all know how we're, when we're younger, we don't want to listen to nothing our parents got to say. But when we hit our late 20s and our 30s, we like, oh, man, it was everything you was saying that was right. So it, it, I think that is one thing. And then I think really just staying at the feet of God. What does that look like? Not thinking that you're crazy when you're you know in your car having a full conversation by yourself uh, I tease my mm-hmm. mom because she'll whisper sometimes and I'll be like mom what are you whispering about it sounds like you're strange you're talking to yourself and she sounds said like you're <laughs> she said child you crazy if you don't talk to yourself oh, and it's mm-hmm. the moment she said that to me I thought about how David said I encu- I'm i getting chills as I talk about it mm-hmm. but David said I encouraged myself in the Lord mm-hmm. so he was talking to himself to yeah. a degree you that. know so I think that's. That's when the boldness come in because instead of the enemy having room to have a conversation with you or to sit mm-hmm. on the side of your bed, it's you interrupting while the Holy Spirit is speaking through you. The answer is as near as the tongue. So it, it gives yeah. no room for the enemy or for your flesh to highlight the negative pieces in your life is because now I'm having a conversation with heaven mm-hmm. and yeah. that begins on the inside of me. So that's where the boldness comes from. Mm-hmm.
2: What are some words that you would say to yourself that would encourage you in, in times of mm. whoop that came up again like that lie, that thought, that chasing after the other woman? The what like David what some, the
1: way you're yeah. describing that, yeah,
2: yeah. What are some words or even thoughts or even prayers? Maybe they're prayers, uh, verses that you'd speak over to disrupt it.
0: Some words that I would say to myself, um, okay. Transform my mind and remove any lies that have carried Mm. the weight of self-sabotaging ideas. Mm. Help me to genuinely celebrate others because this is me now trying to have that cancel out element to where it's changing comparison to me celebrating them mm. and then I say help me to genuinely celebrate others be inspired and be unintimidated by what you're doing through and for them mm. so my prayer changes to help me to be inspired than it is reversing it back on me and seeing what I don't have mm. Super um, so yeah. those are the that. conversations that I have and then I also say dismantle that way of thinking mm-hmm. so now Is me giving God that responsibility to really superimpose his way of living onto me so that I take on a new way of confidence. And then I say, give me the security and certainty of who I am in Mm. you, in your kingdom and on earth. So now I have a different understanding, a different perspective. Um, I understand that the days that I see or the imagery that I'm concerned with, Mm. it's not... Uh, of the essence when it comes to the bigger picture Mm -hmm. we get so far away from the idea of there's a life after this one that i'm supposed to live and Mm -hmm. i'll hear well done my good and faithful servant if i complete the assignments that i am called to fulfill Mm -hmm. in this life so actually some of that stuff that i'm worried about doesn't even matter Mm -hmm. and that came with me saying those kinds of things Mm -hmm. to myself Mm -hmm. and in prayer
1: It's beautiful. You're talking about the process of transformation. I think that word is so powerful, you know, where we were one thing and God doesn't always like make the old go away. He transforms who we have been into who we already are in him. And that's what I guess Paul's talking about in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewal of your mind.
0: Yes. You know, you said
1: one other thing, Kira, that I wanted you to go a little bit deeper in when you were talking about your squad, you know, we move from big to bold as we build a squad around us, as we lean into that squad. And we can have kind of Ew, members of our squad, if we're not careful, mm-hmm. you know, we've got to yeah. really seek God. I mean, Aaron and I are a squad together in a way, you know, we're different generations. We're from different parts of the country, et cetera, you know, but we have learned how beautiful our differences are and yeah. also how God's given us much in common too, across mm. those things. Can you talk about how we can find a squad, how we can intentionally mm. build a squad that can move us from big into bold and beautiful?
0: I love that. Mm. I talk about my grandmother and my mother and how they are about their kitchens and the idea of the kids having the kids' table when it comes time for holiday meals and the adults sat at a the adult table. And I had to remember, because I would wonder, why does my mom and my grandmother want me in their kitchen when they're cooking? And it was because I was in the way. So they began to identify Who is here? And Mm. they kept the children in their place. And I learned that they began compartmentalizing their relationships. Mm. And I talk about it where I say uh, Nana would tell the kids to get out of the kitchen because there was fine china or there were knives and things like that that they couldn't handle. Mm. That doesn't mean we do away with them because you know we're in a cancel culture now. Everybody like get rid of everybody and just <laughs> everything is toxic and there's no way of, well, how do we grow and love the wrong out of people? Right. But right when we think of the children during holiday dinners, we don't get rid of them. We just say this part is not for you. Okay. um, And so those are some things I noticed the, and I say it in the prayer, I say, Lord, help me to see those with childlike tendencies. Because what I don't want to do Is have so many people in my boat To where it's beginning to Sink and and I'm not Being effective I want to Weed out I ain't going to say throw them out But before we make our departure You know Mm -hmm. let's just get them out And and we'll have them on the next go round. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question I even um, Use the scripture In the prayer there uh, it's Judges 7 and 4 when Gideon sought the Lord about You know how he can identify who's supposed Supposed to be in his tribe. Mm. So those are some things. And I, I really try and ask the Lord to help me with my level of discernment so that I'm not ignoring the red flags. Yeah. Cause you know, we'll see red flags and we're like, Oh, that's just a little something. And I'll kind of work around it. But to answer your question in short, it is, it is, if you see the truth, Acknowledge and, and accept the truth. Mm-hmm. Don't try and make it work for your good. I hope mm-hmm. that answers the mm-hmm. question. That's really
1: helpful. So pray yeah. for a tribe and then look at the tribe you've been given and be kind of intentional about how they are or aren't included in a given moment. You don't have to, yeah. you know, shuttle them all out of your life, but you can move them into healthier spots in your life, right?
0: Absolutely. And okay. I say, uh, give me the grace to accept who's supposed to be in my space, but give me the strength to kind. Release people who aren't sent by you mm-hmm. Sharpen my discernment and my line of communication with you So that I can identify who's an answer and who's a trap And mm-hmm. help me to identify counterfeits So that I'm saying yes to the right people And yes to the right doors And I can attest to the, a truth And that is that I've said yes to counterfeits um, But the word says in Isaiah Behold, which I interpret as Hold up I'm doing something new here. Yeah. He said, behold, I am doing a new thing. Do you not perceive it? And that rhetorical question to me indicates that, you were saying, I don't think you really seeing what I'm doing. So let me ask the question and have you to stand by and see that I'm doing a new thing. And I think that sometimes we think new relationships, new resources mm-hmm. and new opportunities are coming by a way that we expect them when God is doing it new. Mm-hmm. It's coming to you that's in good. a new way. Yeah, so um, be open so, to that. Yeah, mm-hmm, that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. That's so good.
1: We love to really focus in on on women who are listening because they're always together with them who are not feeling Seen or heard or loved by God. and mm-hmm. you know, your book really wants to to go towards seeing and hearing that woman. Would you just share a few words about what your prayer is in terms of this message for the women who are listening right now?
0: Yeah, I definitely would say it's time to embrace what makes you you. Mm-hmm. and as long as you try and act like you aren't there, it's it's going to be miserable it's going to be yeah. a misery and so i would definitely say what the world sees as a negative God turned it into Mm. a positive and Mm. you are that. I would also say, don't allow your insecurities to push you off into a corner and have you to not live your life. Because just as we make an introduction, this is the moment we've all been waiting for. You are that moment that so many of us may be waiting for. So please don't rob us of that moment. Live Mm. your life and have us to get in contact with heaven, which is you, because you're a part of heaven. You're Mm. a part of the kingdom. And so we need your voice. And just find out how the Lord is saying I'm ready to deliver you or heal you from the past experiences because people will hold you hostage of your past. Ooh. But we say we say and sing these songs. But I serve a God of mercy. I serve a God of grace. Well, do you? And, and sometimes we'll say, "Oh, you know, I'm God won't put more on me than we can bear." And sometimes we're putting more on ourselves than we can bear. Mm-hmm. And so I just hope that you will really accept who God is and the Father that He is, and I lives. And absolutely. A song that I recently released um, with my mom, Tasha Cobbs, and I redid it with uh, Red Rocks Worship. Mm-hmm. And it says something has to break. There are some mm-hmm. things, some ideologies, some some traumas, um, some hurts some some patterns that we've accepted and we've taken on but it has to break yeah. and maybe there are some things that you like okay god i need a break maybe it's something yeah. you've been praying about something has to break i've been making the declaration that's all it mm. is mm.
2: so good i just love kira's voice we are so blessed to have her help us embrace our own beauty We are all made so beautifully
1: in the image of God, even if it takes us a long time to understand that. It can definitely be a struggle for each and every single one of us. But Kira's prayer and advice for us serves as a reminder that we are not alone in struggling with our body image. We are all big, bold, and beautiful in such unique ways. Well, before we close today's show, just a quick reminder that the show notes are
2: available in the podcast description. The show notes not only contain the talking points for today's episode, but you will also find a link to connect with Elisa and me on social. We'd love to connect with you. So check out the show notes and the links to our socials in the podcast description or on our website, GodHearsHer.org.
1: Thanks for joining us. And don't forget, God hears you and he sees you and he loves you because you are his. Today's episode was
2: engineered by Ann Stevens and produced by Daniel Ryan Day, Mary Jo Clark, and Jade Gustafson. Today, we also want to recognize Alicia and Rochelle for their help in
1: creating and promoting the God Hears Her podcast. Thanks, friends. God Hears Her is a production of Our Daily Bread Ministries.